0: This is Laura Dierdo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Scott McLean, Senior Vice President and CIO of Midstar Health. Scott, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thanks very much, Laura.
0: Now, I know we have got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the space, and healthcare is evolving so quickly. But before we dive into my questions, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Sure. Um, well, I've been at Midstar Health, which is a 10 hospital, uh, 300 ambulatory site system in the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. region, where uh, Georgetown University Medical School Teaching and Research Partnership. Um, I have a background in electrical engineering and a healthcare MBA, and prior to Midstar Health, I was 21 years at Mass General Brigham up in Boston. And so we moved down here to Baltimore City in 2018, and I have three adult children who are living and working in this area. And I've uh, really enjoyed participating in CHIME and Hymns over the years, and I'm uh, CHIME Board Chair-elect for next year, 2024.
0: Fantastic. Those are great accomplishments. And I know, too, with us, you've been so outstanding in speaking on our podcast, as well as at, at the Becker's events, Health IT, and I know you will be again um, in October. So we're excited to have your expertise today, as well as joining us in the panel in October. Super. Um, well, perfect. Well, first and foremost, could you tell us a little bit about some of the big opportunities and headwinds that you have your eye on today?
1: Sure. I mean, I think like all healthcare providers, um, the external environment uh, and the economics are very challenging. Ken Kaufman, who is uh, the founder uh, and chair of Kaufman Hall, spoke to a group of our leaders recently, and he commented he, he thinks the healthcare provider revenue and expense model is just fundamentally broken. Um, And in a different way than the problems we had, the headwinds in 2008 with the housing crisis or or other challenges that have faced modern medicine over the years. And I think we all know that the uh, CARES Act and the FEMA funding from the federal government has been crucial to the healthcare system over the last three years. We also know that that's going away and that things like Medicaid redetermination will likely cause disruption for our patients and therefore, you know, for us in, in getting paid as well. Having said all that, we're we're really pleased at MedStar Health uh, to have been able to manage through COVID and be able to achieve some of our strategic goals around key service lines, ambulatory growth, care coordination for improved quality and and payment along with that, with our digital platform and and business transformation. And I think information services teams have a terrific opportunity to serve the business. It's clear to me that, like, electricity, plumbing, and uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning every initiative needs uh, information technology and we have the ability to not only deliver the voice and data that are required but also to provide transformed workflows that'll help improve our patient and clinician experiences at the same time reducing cost and i think you know as i have uh, done interaction and travel uh, not only in the us but also overseas it's clear to me that that every health system is looking for ways to get better quality and to lower cost and that they look to IT to enable that.
0: Absolutely, I think that's a really great point. And I know that over the last few years, the CIO has really become more of a strategic leader than just the IT leader who's executing on IT projects. And so when you look at that, and coupled with all the challenges you just mentioned from some of the Medicaid redeterminations to growth in the ambulatory settings and more care going outside of the hospital walls, how do you see those information services teams changing in the way that you're really thinking through what technology could do for healthcare delivery in the health system what how is that changing and what are you planning for for the future
1: well i think the it's interesting the way we're organized at med star health and i'm fortunate to have three peer executives um david branch who's our uh, vice president of process improvement mm-hmm. analytics and he also oversees our robotic pro- process automation program John Locke, our Chief Digital Transformation Officer, and Bill Sheehan, our Chief Innovation Officer. We're all working together to use our data uh, to transform workflows and to to feed our digital platform to better serve our our customers and patients. Um, All of us are investing in automation tools for both revenue cycle and and clinical applications, uh, things like telesetting and remote monitoring. And our telehealth program uh, has continued to have great utility even after the pandemic. Like you said, we see growth on the ambulatory side, and we continue to deploy solutions um, out there that improve quality and safety, and also the patient and clinician satisfaction. I I think the value is derived from deploying tech uh, to new revenue-producing businesses, um, from process efficiencies, and from customer satisfaction. And Laura, I think this, um, this is a flywheel, quote, flywheel of taking care of people and improving workflows that yields more satisfaction and in turn more growth, which lets us reinvest in technologies to improve more. And I think the trick is having the right enterprise governance and, and not just IT governance, but overall visibility into the initiatives uh, so we don't duplicate uh, or, or hold up more important initiatives for, for lesser ones.
0: That's really interesting to hear, and I definitely appreciate that focus on the IT governance, the priorities, and the things that are really going to be needle moving for the health system. And, you know, when you think about that, I know healthcare dollars are very precious today as well as resources like time and energy spent on different projects. How do you think through what may be a risk or investment that is worth making this year? What do you really see as being something that you want to do despite some of the overarching challenges?
1: Sure, and, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past. Um, I, I've talked a lot around our organization about reliability, redundancy, and security. Um, these things are so foundational to everything we're trying to do, all the things we talked about above. Um, our, our applications, and I would say including our telephones and call centers, our clinical engineering devices, uh, these all depend on a solid technical infrastructure. Um, so in, in, a, in addition to regular capital equipment investments that we all have to make, we at Midstar Health made a significant investment in our engineering talent um, this year. And, and I'm really thinking this is going to pay off uh, dividends, uh, that this more consistent technical environment will support all these activities and initiatives that we've talked about. And um, I I think as the world, and particularly healthcare, becomes more and more dependent on technology, we can't ever forget to keep uh, robust hygiene on our technical infrastructure and software upgrades. So that's uh, something that I think you talked about, a risk or an investment. I I think we're making this investment, and if we don't, we, we have more risk. And then from there, that's foundational to everything else we're trying to do.
0: Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, before we wrap up this conversation, I wanted to look into the future a bit. Where do you see the best opportunities for growth and development over the next few years?
1: Well, I think we've only been limited by um, implementations of of technology as we've proceeded through the High Tech Act and the um, Affordable Care Act, and then obviously dealing with the COVID period. I think um, use of EHRs, um, those implementations have made the chart ubiquitously available and legible. Those are things we struggled with before EHRs. And we all know we have opportunities for improvement in the clinical workflows and and documentation. I I think the most promising next steps are ambient speech recognition, you know, you're well aware of that, and then, quote, smart EHR capabilities where um, various machine algorithms can determine the specific workflows and needs for each clinician and present that to them as they approach their device. And this is something I know our Chief Medical Officer talks about of he does certain tasks and performs, he's a surgeon, performs certain um, types of interventions. And yet when he walks up to the EHR, there are so many options and ways to navigate through that. So I think we've got the ability to have um, generative AI, help organize our our growing medical knowledge in addition to these, these workflows. I think we can harness all of this in a way that's just so much more useful for clinicians and making their lives easier. And and I think that opportunity will make for for better patient outcomes. We'll be more focused. We'll have more customized knowledge for the specific uh, intervention we're dealing with patients. It'll make clinicians more efficient. That's uh, one of their goals. And I think that'll open up new bandwidth and um, mechanisms to provide uh, care that's more equitable um, and advance quality care to the the populations that we're all trying to serve. So I think that's the outlook for it, Laura, and I think we've got a great opportunity in front of us.
0: That's amazing, Scott. And thank you so much for sharing about it with us on the podcast today. I really appreciate you being here and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
1: Super. Thanks, Laura.